to the City Church Podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website, www.thecity.sg. So I'm going to touch on this, Raising Family Champions. Uh, I've been working downstream prisons. I know what happened when people end up in prisons, why they end up in prisons. I went over to MCYS or MSF for six years. I looked after the children's homes, family violence, child abuse, fostering, the homeless, the boys' home, girls' home. I know what happened when families break down. And, so, and God just kept moving me upstream. And now I left my job five years ago and started volunteering with Focus on the Family Center for Fathering to look at prevention, look at family. Um, but we need to raise family champions. You can see the next slide. This is my family. Maybe start with my family. People ask how many children I have. I say I have two. Um, and say, what are they doing? I say, next year, my son going army. Next year, my daughter giving me money. <laughs> uh, uh, this photo was taken a few years ago. So, yeah, so they are older now. You guess my son is taller than me or shorter than me now? How many say taller? Yes, 10 cm taller. Wow. Yeah, my wife's side, her, her family, very <laughs> different kind of genes. Next slide. Just in case you don't believe I was a prison officer before. So that was 10 years ago. Yeah, younger, younger days. And it was where I saw the brokenness. And uh, we know family is a basic building block of society. Next slide. Sometimes I draft speeches for ministers. We always put it in, especially Chinese New Year, you know, put it in. Family is the basic building block, a foundation. But I find that very long-winded. Family is the basic building block. Family is the foundation of society. I like the Chinese word, guo jia. Two words, you can see the word jia inside. In the past, we say, guo na yo jia. We need to have strong nation, then we can take care of the families within the nation. But I think biblically, it should be, yo jia na yo guo. Families are the basic building block. If the basic building blocks are not strong, how can you have a strong nation? But we know what's happening all over the world, right? Families are not getting stronger. Nations are not getting stronger. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my minister at the time at MCYS. He said, Jason, Singapore doesn't really suffer from poverty of material wealth. We suffer from poverty of relationships. You know, the richer we get, the poorer we become. Beautiful houses, but maybe we have broken homes. I think God wants to restore that. God wants to raise up family champions, to restore the foundation. And of course, if we say that family is the basic building block of society, then shouldn't family be the basic building block of the church? Do you know the family come first before the church came about? You look at the next slide. Family is God's idea. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, male and female created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful. See, family started from there. Um, I remember one time someone asked, uh, Jason, uh, how come man was created on the sixth day? If man is so important, why not the first day? You know why? I was just thinking that at the time, that I said, hey, I remember when I was a little boy, um, we have eight children in the family. So we have little to share. And whenever it comes to dinner time, rice, and then one fish to feed 11 people. 
eight children, father, mother, grandmother. So one fish, then lots of fish sauce. You know why? Because my mom will put a fish sauce in the white rice, stir, 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 a bit of fish inside, white fish become disappeared. <laughs> so I want to eat most of the fish. Ah, except when it comes to the fish ball. No matter how you stir, it will still be there. So stir, 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 fish ball is still there. <laughs> so I'll finish all the rice first. I'll save the best for last. So is it? Save men for last because save the best for last. God created men on the <laughs> sixth day. <laughs> How many parents here? Parents? Before the baby comes, right? Something happened to the house. You realize that? Before the baby comes, if you can afford a room, the room will start to change. You can't afford a room, then one corner of a room will start to change. Right? You start to decorate it differently. You start to buy stuff. You start to decorate it. Something You're preparing for the coming of life. That's what God did. God created the heavens and the earth and everything to prepare for the coming of life. Wow. God created heavens and earth and everything else. And then finally, when the whole earth was ready for life, God brought forth men. And then men and women. And then children. And then families. You look at the next slide, the order of relationships, we need to get it right. God created man, so it's a God-man relationship. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my identity? I can only find that in God. And then the second order is husband and wife. Male and female, he created them. And then he said, be fruitful. That means parents and children. That's the third order. And then go and fill the earth and rule it. I remember some time back, my wife uh, came home and said, um, a top man of a top bank, the son passed away, committed suicide. This man was based in Hong Kong, but the family was in US. He gave up everything, gave up everything and went back home. And the reason was quite simple because he has another son and he told everybody that... Uh, I think it's time for me to spend time with my family. The order, God, man, husband and wife, family, and then we go and rule the world. And then we go and take the marketplace. And then we go and build God's kingdom because the kingdom must start in our family, our home, our marriage. You know, whenever I talk to, uh, nowadays I mentor some young men, I mentor some fathers, and they come to me and say, how to balance, how to balance, uh, you know, like marriage, la, then children, la, then work, la, you know, I'm struggling at work, la, you know, they say, how to balance, how to balance. I say, I will show them this verse. <laughs> got a problem at work? Then I ask, how's the relationship with the children? Oh, got a problem with your children? How's the relationship with your wife? Oh, got a problem with your wife? Have you been doing your quiet time? What's your relationship with God? It stems from there. Out of that, then I build a strong marriage. Out of that, I nurture my children and raise them up. Out of that, I go to work and take the marketplace. It is all out of that identity as a son and a child of God the Father. That's my source. If that is wrong, everything else messed up. Downstream problems are always caused by upstream problems. Next slide. Now, if that is true, these three other relationships is key, then Satan also knows what. Satan will attack your God-man relationship. Who are you? Do you believe that God created man in his image? You see, you have all these magazines and now students are subscribing, schools are encouraging to subscribe to all these magazines. How apes became men. Wow. <laughs> because we come from apes, we come from animals, then we will start to behave like animals. 
and then we'll sleep around because that's what animals do. The God-man relationship, first order. And we are being messed up by what is happening around us. Next, marriage. I'm not sure whether you remember Ashley Madsen. How many of you remember Ashley Madsen? Huh? It's actually a website. It's not a lady. <laughs> Life is short, have an affair. Almost came to Singapore in 2013. Almost. Thank God. Well, there are enough of us to tell the government say it's you know, not, not good to monetize adultery. <laughs> People are making money out of human weaknesses. And of course, uh, a lot of people entered into the website. You see the next slide? There was a time. Data were, you see, even the Sing Health data got leaked, la, or people tried to hack in. La. So this data was all leaked. I don't know how many millions were leaked. And in fact, it came to a point that uh, they found out, I think about 40 over email addresses ended with .moe.sg. So if we ever want to do something like that, please don't use our office email. I don't know what happened to uh, some of my former civil service colleagues. Yeah. And you zoom in on the particular paragraph. Next slide. It says, Canadian media in July reported that one in five Ottawa residents or nearly 200,000 people were registered were Ashley, with Ashley Madison, making the city the most infidelity-friendly. Can you imagine? And this is not the only website of such nature. There are many others. This is probably the second. At the time when I was doing my research, this was the second most popular website of such nature. That means there are others. 200,000 on this then. I'm not sure what you want Singapore to be known as. Infidelity friendly or family friendly or child friendly. Or God created men in his image, male and female have children, but we are moving away. Right? Because we kick God out. Once we don't go back to God, then we will move away. Next slide. Um, and so I go back to 20, 2007. After the debate, this was what the Prime Minister concluded in his uh, concluding remarks. <clears throat> On issues of moral values with consequences to the wider society, first, we should decide what is right for ourselves. But secondly, before we are carried away by what other societies do, I think it is wiser for us to observe the impact of radical departures from the traditional norms on early movers. So we will let others take the lead. We will stay one step behind the front line of change. Watch how things work out elsewhere before we make any irrevocable moves. So now, Prime Minister is a smart man. I remember talking to somebody who was his classmate in National Junior College. He said he could hardly read a book in a week. But our PM at the time as an NJC student, he would read, to know, three, four, five books a week. So that means he's a very smart man. Meaning, the statements he made, he would have done the research. Basically, even 10 years ago, 11 years ago, observing what was happening around the world, he's basically advising the nation, be careful, don't follow other nations. In fact, he says, stay one step behind. But I thought, one step behind, not very nice, not, not very good. Eh? One step, because other nations take 10 steps, we also take 9 steps, you know. <laughs> this is what Moses said to the people when the Lord told Moses to tell the people, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan where I'm taking you. Basically, God was telling the people of Israel, do not follow other nations. You must obey all my regulations. Be careful to obey my decrees for I'm the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will find life through them. Now, you are parents, many of you are parents. When your child comes to you, mommy, 
how come cannot? How come my friends can? How come I cannot? What would mommy say? Ask your dad, right? Daddy! All my friends can, but how come I cannot? Daddy! What would dad say? Ask mommy. <laughs> then after a while, what would both of them say? Ask pastor. <laughs> pastor! Why cannot? Why other people can and I cannot? What would pastor say? Ask God, right? Now, <clears throat> the thing about us parents and God is this. Very often we don't have answers. <laughs> we, don't know, we, don't, we don't really have clear explanation. But when you ask God, God always gives the reason. Now, in this sentence highlighted in red, if you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will find. What's the opposite of life? God always gives reasons. Now, in the physical world, God created the heavens and the earth, so there are physical laws, right? If we defy the physical laws, there are consequences. So there's a law of gravity. If I walk out of the building, I say, I want to defy the law of gravity. Can I? I can't. Because once I walk out of the building, there will be consequences. Similarly, there are moral laws. When God created mankind, God created society, there are moral laws. Once we move away, once we defy it, there will be consequences. I'm going to show you, just based on research and what's happening through this di diagram. God's design, there's life. When we move away, there will be death and consequences. Maybe show the whole di diagram. So the original design is male and female have children. In fact, God said, be fruitful. I'm so happy for this church because you are so fruitful. I understand there are many... I mean, I've been to other churches to share, but most of the time, I don't see young people. I don't see children. You know, actually I must ask for forgiveness on behalf of my generation because my generation was not very fruitful. Resulting in the shrinking population, now the schools are closing, the JCs are merging, and, <laughs> and we're having this headache about this aging population. <laughs> we are not very fruitful. That's, you realize when God says, be fruitful, he's basically giving us the solution for a strong nation. But we have, we decided, no la, no la, very inconvenient, do na, do na. Then now we are stuck with, stuck with major challenges. Economy. So when we move away from God's design, okay, you see the first, uh, the, the one on the bottom left. I spent six years working in MSF, family violence, child abuse. Instead of hearts turning towards the family, the hearts are turned away. Abandonment, neglect. We have 20 over children's homes in Singapore. We need fostering. It's because many families have abandoned or neglected or not able to look after children. And then there are hearts of fathers or mothers who are against. Instead of turned towards, it's turned against. I have a whole team of child protection officers at the time that went into the family and take the child out to protect the child. That's why I put into foster care, put into children's home. Sometimes not fast enough. And guess what happened to the child? Severely abused. I know of children in coma in hospital at the time. I said, what is happening to Singapore? Why are we moving away from God's design? And of course, the next one, you see the, the diagram, pornography, premarital relationships, adultery, infidelity, etc., etc., etc. Very often we look at homosexual relationships and say, that's the problem. But actually, no, heterosexual relationships. A lot of problems in heterosexual relationships. And there are consequences. God's design, there are benefits. 
I started the Father's Movement. I know I've done all the research about the importance of fathers. Marriage, strong, there are benefits. Children grow up in healthy families, there are benefits. Family violence, there are consequences. Trauma. Divorce, there are consequences. Do you know that my own family, my sister one time came up to me and said, I don't know why, you know, I asked my son, so already, so I want to get a girlfriend, don't want to get married. You know what my son say? My son, that means my nephew. My nephew look at my sister and say, I don't want to end up like you and my father because my sister had a very difficult relationship with her husband, with my brother-in-law, and in the end, they divorced. And the children grew up in the environment. They don't believe in marriage anymore. They don't believe in the family. They don't believe in it. It doesn't work. If it doesn't work for you, why would I want to carry on something that didn't work? It is passed on. The sins of the fathers are passed on to future generations. I'm now mentoring some young people. Three of them have HIV. Where do they get it from? Same-sex relationships. And now they are suffering. There are consequences when we move away from God's design. Okay, my daughter, she loves to follow me to go shopping. Correct? <laughs> Question is why? Why? Because I pay. Why buy one? Buy two lah, Sarah. Buy two lah. <laughs> now, one thing about my daughter, my daughter is, uh, in some ways, she's similar to my wife because when she buys something very expensive, she will check, 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 make sure everything's okay. Ah, then she will buy it. And then when she comes home, there's something about her that is, I think is very good. Um, she, then she will tell the helper, must wash it carefully, yeah? Cannot anyhow wash, yeah? Then she will take the designer's instructions and say, can you please follow this? When a designer, designer clothes use a certain type of cloth, there are designer instructions how to take care of it. When God designed us, God also left behind designer's instructions. But when we move away, when then we end up throw into the washing machine, there are just consequences. If we follow that God's design, there will be life. Next slide. So a strong family, strong nation. I'm not sure about other countries. Where do you think Singapore is? How many say one? One is strong nation, strong families. You think our families are very strong now? One? How many say two? How many say three? Four? Five? Six? Seven? Eight? What? Nine? I remember I did a similar survey at the Focus of Family Partnership Dinner. There was one person somewhere in the corner. Ten, you know? I said, oh, really? <laughs> so I've done the survey in four or five places. The biggest group was 500 people. Um, even secular audience. Because of Partnership Dinner, they are secular audience. Average five. I remember one time in a Christian conference, when the pastor from Hong Kong looked down at the, the, the rest and said, Singapore stage one, stage one cancer, Hong Kong stage two, Taiwan, I think you're stage three cancer, US terminal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when the Taiwanese pastor came out, the Taiwanese pastor said, Hong Kong pastor, you're wrong. Taiwan is stage four already. Yeah. The call then for the church is, go back to God's design. 
we have to go back to one. It, the whole Bible is about creation, fall, and redemption. Anything that's broken can be redeemed. Anything, no matter how far we stray, can be redeemed. I work in the prisons, I know. I've seen how lives went so far. God redeemed. I've known of people who are almost hanged. But God set them free and they're redeemed. And they are now supporting Yellow Ribbon, helping other prisoners. Marriages can be redeemed. Fathers who have turned away can be redeemed and turned their hearts back. Children that have gone away can also be brought back. Come home. Come home. The call is for the church to go back to God's design and model it for the world to see. Next slide. How do we do this? We need to raise family champions. There are people championing Save Gaia. You know Save Gaia? <laughs> save the earth. Save the whales, save the trees. <laughs> they really champion, they give their whole life to that. Nothing wrong with that. If you're called to do that, please, because God created the earth. But God also created family. God created the earth so that there can be life, there can be families, there can be generations. What about championing family? A family champion is one who believes in family, God's design, not man's design. <laughs> Live it out and then advocate, spread it. Promote it. Next slide. I'll start with fathers and mothers, of course. Parents have to champion the family. We have to live it out. Youths, even youths can. I will show you how. And then church and marketplace people. Next slide. The whole Dads for Life movement came from this verse. I had an encounter with God in Israel 11 years ago, but it was this verse that God showed me subsequently. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, not turn away from the children, not turn against the children, but turn towards, so that the land will not be cursed. Do you realize that when hearts are turned towards, the land will not be cursed? That means there's a reversal of the curse on the land. You had Jennifer Hing here last week. She told me, Jason, this was 18 months ago, I said, Jason, do you know abortion is not a woman's issue? It's a man's issue? I said, yeah, I know. Because 11 years ago, God already spoke to me. Because when hearts of fathers are turned away from the unborn uh, or turned against the unborn, basically what we are telling the woman is that I just want to sleep around with you, but I don't want to be responsible for whatever happens after that. Oh, whatever you decide with the baby, I will support you. Whatever you decide, that's totally irresponsible. Whatever you decide. I think God is turning the hearts of fathers towards our children, including the unborn. We need to repent and turn back. The whole death for life was birth. 18 months later, I can tell you it wasn't easy because Satan doesn't want hearts of fathers to be turned to the children. I remember it during, the, during that period, I was speaking in churches. I was trying to convince my bosses. Thank God my minister supported. That's why it happened. But there were many, many resistance. Not easy. And I thank God that uh, the first church I shared at was actually Church of Singapore. A small group, and that's where Pastor Daniel was there. Small group, 20 plus pastors. I shared what was on my heart, what I received. And then from Church of Singapore, we represent the whole Church of Singapore. Where did he go? He went to the cornerstone of his church. And then from there, all the other churches. Pastor Daniel brought it back to Pastor Young. And Pastor Young didn't even know me, who is this civil servant, right? 
and then opened the door for me to go into one of the services to share. In fact, I, I was still remember, remember the first service, I wasn't there. I, I was asked to share. In the second service, I was just waited outside. God, how come I never share in my own church? How come this pastor don't know me? I'm sharing in this church. And then I saw the verse. Jesus is the cornerstone. And God said, you start the cornerstone of my church because this is my movement. I will bring you to all the other churches. And he just went. And in one of the churches, after I shared, one man came up to me and said, I heard you. I believe this is of God. What can I do for you? Marketplace guy. I said, what do you do in the marketplace? He said, I'm managing director of DDB. David Tang, he used to be here for a season. I said, wow, God. And then he gave me a free lunch. And then he said, what can I do to help you? I said, since you are a PR company, comms company, maybe your expertise can be used? He said, sure. I'll give you a branding proposal, pro bono, and a logo pro bono, free of charge. Went back, asked his colleagues, a few hands raised, all fathers went away, came back with this logo. When I presented to my minister, to my directors, to all the perm sec, deputy secretary, they said, wow. My director cop comes came to me, Jason, where do you get all this lobang from? <laughs> <laughs> See, the church is the answer. The church is the answer. When we come together, and of course the original logo was one child, then the... One of the perm sets, uh, perm set or deputy sets said, one child, not enough, like, can you put another child inside? <laughs> Looking back, I should have said, three, four, be fruitful. But uh, yeah, wasted opportunity, now two. I mean. <laughs> Next slide. I can tell you that's for life. Okay, these are all the reasons why fathers are involved. I, I, you can do the, you just Google and you, you'll find it. Next slide. Okay, next slide. Now, let's look at this. If fathers are involved, what is happening? Especially even in the church. Percentage of church youth who view their mom as being very religious. Okay, let's take a look at the stats. This is US. Huh? Maybe we are doing better. Okay. But that's not the point. The point is this. Next one. View their dad as being very religious. Who say more than mom? Everywhere I went, even last night I was giving a talk to a group of uh, parents. When I say, view their dad as being very religious, how many say more than mom? No hand raised. How many say less than mom? Even the dads raise their hands. So we recognize the issue, right? Where are the fathers? Even in the church. Have experience? Don't, don't, sh don't show the... Okay, okay, show, show, show. I think so I can show. The point is this. Have experience either family devotions, prayer, or Bible, write, uh, Bible reading in the home. It's 20 over percent over there in the West. But what about Singapore? You think more? For Christians, I think it should be 100% because it is either or, no? Either family devotion or prayer or Bible reading. Because in Singapore, we have CASA, uh, PSLE, O level, A level. We always pray. We even form parents support group, prayer groups in some of the mission schools to pray. But now the government, you see, we are less holy now because the government has removed three, four exams. There will be less prayer now. Because there are less exams. Next slide. Experience a family service project. Because the family served together, will stay together. You showed, uh, okay. Next one. Okay, uh, this one slowly. Uh, this one slowly. Uh. Talk with mom about faith. Okay, let's show this. 20%. Talk with dad about faith. Don't show first. Don't show first. Okay, who say more than mom? 
Who say less than mom? See, we know the issue. That means we also know what is the solution. Fathers, rise up. Next slide. Do you know the Death for Life has gone into the community? A lot of doors are opening. Even the mosque, even the mufti are coming behind Death for Life. The Malay Muslim fathers are rising up. Why? Because they recognize that it is a solution to many of their issues. In fact, they say that it is a solution to radicalization. And what about the church? Well, a few of us fathers came together, Elijah 7000, Jonathan, yes! That logo came from him. It came from him. Look, uh, Jonathan was involved in the early days when we started before he went overseas to, to work. Um, so fathers are coming together, forming fathers groups in the churches, coming together and praying together. Now, this one I must share. In 2015, the year of Jubilee, we felt that year of Jubilee, very important year. Fathers should come together to pray for our families, pray for our generation, pray for the land. And then uh, say, pray when? Pray Father's Day. Okay, good, Father's Day. Someone say, oh, we have to pray National Day because 50th anniversary. Okay, pray National Day. Then someone say, we should pray for 50 days because between Father's Day and National Day was 50 days that year. You counted? 2015 is 50 days because 50th year, Jubilee. So we say, okay, but then pray what time? Physically come together or just pray remotely? They say, must come together physically. A corporate anointing. What time? Then they say, Malachi 456. So, 456. 4.56 a.m. or p.m. Then they say p.m. but weekdays we are working so it should be 4.56 a.m. Now, my wife, no, I'm not a prayerful person. I mean, most guys are not. Huh? Oh, we pray on the move. We pray lying down. <laughs> we pray with eyes closed and horizontally. I don't know about the guys here, but maybe city is different. <laughs> but based on just now the hands being raised, I think it's almost the same. <laughs> you, you know, so they look at me because I was a chairperson, right? I'm the, the ministry leader, Elijah 7000. They really felt that we need to come together. I was saying, you guys joking, right? 4.55, 4.56 a.m., you know? Then they say, maybe you ask God, no? So the burden was on me to ask God. <laughs> so I went home. I said, God... Do you really want us to pray for 50 days every morning at 4.56 a.m. come together? You know what God told me? Jason, you want the nation to turn, you want revival to break out, you want families to be strong, you want the next generation to fulfill their destiny, and you cannot even wake up every morning to pray and talk to me, and you want me to move in your nation. I repented. I said, God, I only ask for revival. I'm not willing to pay the price. I want strong families. I want fathers to rise up, but I don't even want to wake up. Even Jesus has to wake up every morning. <laughs> Jesus, the Son of God, has to wake up to talk to His Father. Who am I? I'm not even Jesus and I don't want to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized the secret to Jesus, why the anointing, why the power, because He connected to the Father. It's just like God created man in His image. Even Jesus modeled that sonship. And so I came back to the guys Maybe they were hoping that I gave a different answer. <laughs> I said, let's do it. There was one father, traveled all the way from Tampines. He saw he would just come and, he missed the first day, he saw he would just come and take a look. After that, he kept coming for the rest of the 49 days. He spent 900 over dollars on taxi fare. That was only one way trip, because on the return trip, I sent him back. 
they kept coming, they kept coming. And God kept downloading, God kept downloading. And after the first year, we decided, they said, hey, no more already, uh, 50 days, no more. Then they said, you still want? Uh? <laughs> and then they said, why don't we come back every Saturday? I said, okay, okay, once a week is fine. So we we're doing it every Saturday. Then 2016 came, they said, uh, should we do it again this year, 50 days? I said, what? I said, God, please confirm. This one you must confirm. <laughs> At this rate, uh, then every year we come back, you know. And then I counted between Father's Day and National Day, 51 days. It's like God saying, the 50 days is for the last 50 years. 51 days for the next 50 years. I say, okay, okay. And now every year we've been doing it because somehow it's 52 days. Then this year is 53 days. You just count like you go and count Father's Day to National Day. So we've been doing it ever since. And God speak, God speak. You come before the Father, the Father always speak to His children. We come as fathers, we walk away as sons because we encounter the Father. We walk away as sons, we walk away as brothers. Next slide. So fathers, mothers need to rise up and start in the church. Young people, young people can be champions, you know. Because if we expect young people to save the whales, save the trees, why can't we expect young people to save families? Next verse, uh, next slide. Because it is in the Bible, turn hearts of fathers to the children. Fathers are doing it, not perfect yet. Many fathers are still not turning, but we are continuing. What about turning hearts of children to their fathers? There's something I can't do. My parents are gone. But it's turning your hearts to your parents. Turning your hearts. Then the curse on the land will be reversed. Next slide. So, because five years ago, after I left MSF, God gave me this idea. If MOE can challenge children to save the whale, save the trees, why can't I challenge young people to save families? And we started this program at Focus of Family called Fam Champs. I came up with a two-page concept paper, gave it to the, my CEO, Joanna, and then uh, the whole team, and then they came up with a curriculum. And we've been doing it. This is the fifth year. In fact, the camp is happening now. Yeah, Joyce, Joyce spoke on fostering over there. Next slide. So I'm going to show you a video of one of the camps to give you an idea of how it looks like. Anyone here work in the education sector? If you can have access to the, especially the secondary schools, you can open the doors. We would like to bring this to as many secondary schools as possible. In fact, after the whole six-month program, many of them come back as alumni. Can you imagine in time when they are in the marketplace, they become principals, they become HR managers, they become battalion commanders. They will bring this family value into their workplaces. They will champion family wherever they are. Next slide. The church and marketplace leaders. I mean, if your church doesn't believe in the message of family, I wouldn't be here, given a chance to share. Churches, I know many churches are now rising up, forming family life ministries, allocating resources, father groups, marketplace leaders. If you see the next slide. You know, even if the church is strong, it's not enough because then we are just building our own families. What about the families out there? The nation is still going down. If the nation is going down, you can see the arrows, it can pull the church down. What about the church pulling the nation up? That can only happen when we are out there championing family. You know one battalion commander a few months ago? A battalion commander. How many of you have any battalion commander here? Potential battalion commander. <laughs> In the reservists, 10 years, 
That means this battalion commander can influence six, seven hundred men over a ten-year period where they get married, when they become fathers. Every year, two weeks. One of these battalion commanders invited me to speak to his men on fathering. 300 overcame. One battalion commander influenced 300 over families. If I'm a principal, I heard about fam champs. I said, I want my school to have fam champs. I know of one HR manager after hearing me share, went back to the office and said, I think we need to do more family talks for the company, lunch talks. Marketplace, people can champion family. Next slide. I'm going to end with a dream that I had in the year of Jubilee. I told you that we pray for 50 days. After the 50 days, we are all soaked in the spirit. We are very, very sensitive. And uh, within two, three weeks after that, in fact, just after, just after elections that year, um, I had this dream. And it was one day before a, a Christian conference at the indoor stadium. And in that dream, I saw a father carrying a baby. I remember I walked towards the father. And after a while, the father lifted up the baby. The baby was a very, I think, probably about three, four weeks old. Cute baby, not wearing anything. <laughs> lifted up the baby as if the father was very proud and wanted everybody to see. And I, I kept looking at the baby. After a while, this father leaned towards me and handed the baby over. Now, if you are carrying a little baby, you don't hand over like that, right? You hand over like that. Be careful, be careful, don't drop, don't drop, right? But this father handed over the baby like that to me. So with his trust, I lifted my hands and I carried the baby. I kept looking at the baby and that was the dream. Next day, I went back I, I, for the first day conference. I went to the conference. Throughout the day, the dream kept coming back. I said, God, it must be from you. What do you want me to know? What is the understanding behind this dream? And throughout the day, the revelation came. And God said, he is the father carrying Singapore. He lifted up Singapore for the world to see. And I said, Wow. I say Singapore is 50 years old. It should be a 50-year-old man you're lifting up. <laughs> a bit like me. I'm slightly older than Singapore, so why is it a baby? And that was when I heard God say, it's about the next 50 years. It's a reset button. How many of you will be around SG100? <laughs> 30, 35 and below, you shh, very high chance. The rest of us up there looking down. Yeah, Singapore, SG100. <laughs> <laughs> and so with this, I said, wow. And I heard God say, all the dreams that he has for Singapore is locked up in the next generation. And then I asked God, what do I represent? I am the only other person in the dream. So what do I or who do I represent? I heard God say, represent fathers, mothers. Because the next generation needs to be fathered needs to be mothered, needs to be discipled so that we can unlock and help the young people unlock their dreams. Singapore's destiny can only fulfill when you fulfill your destiny. It's all related. If I didn't fulfill my destiny, there won't be a yellow ribbon project. If I didn't fulfill my destiny, if I, if I didn't step into my destiny, there won't be a death for life. I gave it all to him so that he could use me to fulfill his destiny, not just for me, not just for my family, but for the nation. So two months later, so this was in September 2015, two months later, I went back to Focus Family Office because there are a lot of young people. I shared with them, after I shared with them this dream, one of them came up to me and showed me this picture. Say, Jason, Jason, remember the Fam Champs camp, the first batch, they did the family service project because after the camp, they're supposed to do a project. And this group went out, these are 14-year-old, 
they went out and then they went to Sentosa, they joined this uh, community event and everybody drew a lot of uh, funny pictures and they drew a family theme because it's a family service project. They're fam champs. After they drew this, this staff of mine came to me and showed me these pictures. Oh, this was done in April. Lah. I had my dream in September. I'm sharing with you now in November. So this was done a few months ago. I said, but the picture doesn't look like it because the picture is a, is a boy sitting on the father's shoulders because the dream that I had is a, is a father lifting up a baby. Then he said, no, 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 not this side of the egg. It is the other side of the egg. This was drawn by secondary school students in April before Jubilee. Before even we started the 50-day prayer. After the 50-day prayer, we celebrated Jubilee. And then I had a dream. And then, isn't God lifting up Singapore? Singapore is favoured by the Father. God wants to live up Singapore to be an entail, to be the blessing. But that can only happen when all of us allow Him to unlock our dreams and visions. Can I pray? It's interesting that this, um, this picture of this egg is drawn by Fam Champs a group of young family champions. I believe the future of Singapore largely depends on how we do family. If we don't do it the way God has designed it, I don't think Singapore will be able to survive or fulfill its destiny. I just want to invite uh, if anyone you say that, Lord, I want to live my life. I believe in family. I want to live family the way you have designed it. And I want to help spread it. If that's how you feel, I invite you to stand. To be a family champion. You believe in it and you live it out. Meaning, if you're a husband, you say, I'll be the best husband that I can be. If I'm a father, I'll be there for my children. You live it out. Then you spread it wherever God placed you. Whether in the schools, in the army camps, in the marketplace, in civil service. You promote it so that Singapore can fulfill its destiny.